0: So let's get into the Word of God today. Why don't we just stand up and stretch our legs for a minute? You know, when you're sitting there and you're just, you know, watching other people, it's really easy. Why don't you turn to the person behind you and say hello, hey? Well, you don't have to say hello. You can say, like, God bless you, or you could say, like, more fire, or bless you in the, in the Lord, or... Oh, everyone turns around. Yeah, that doesn't work. Okay, rightio. Just say hello. Yeah. Father, I just thank you for everyone that's here today. Lord, we just want to be open to you. We, we, Lord, we just want to continue to be open to your word. We say, Holy Spirit, take the the Logos word of God, and just bring revelation in our hearts today. Lord, we thank you that you are uh, pressing the button of hope in people's lives, in situations, God, and we just want to be a people of hope in this city and region that desperately need hope. God, we want to thank you today. So Lord, we pray for revelation, we pray for insight, we pray for understanding God. Lord, that anyone here today that is lacking in that area of hope will be filled, to Lord, with all hope in Jesus' name. We thank you. We thank you, God. Lord, we stand, God, to see your plans and purposes in this region to see the name of Jesus glorified, to see the name of Jesus uplifted, to see the name of Jesus exalted, to see your kingdom come and your will be done in this region, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Amen. So um, I've got a couple of small little flyers too. If anyone wants to invite a uh, non-believer to the carols in the park, come and grab some from me. I've got some little flyers because there's going to be some Bibles there and there'll be a bit of a bit of a, a call of some description because, you know, it's our opportunity to put Jesus back in the carols, amen? Not all the other stuff that goes on. So, I, I only have two Sundays left to share in, two, in 2020. Because next Sunday someone else is going to share and then the last Sunday is our sharing and testimony Sunday. So, I've only got two more. So in that sense, I've been saying, Lord, what is the, what's the word, what's the theme? And and he's continuing to speak about hope. Hope. Fresh hope. You know, hope is something that we all need. So I guess the question is, well, where do we start with it? If you do a Google search on hope or you look in your concordance, you'll see so many verses of Scripture that speak about hope. So where do we start? We've only got a very short time frame to get some of these things across. But I, want, but I, I ask the question, do we realise how powerful hope is? Do we actually realise? Because the world says, oh, I hope that happens. You know, as almost a wish. You know, oh, gee, that'd be really, oh, you know, maybe it will happen. I hope it happens. There's no power in that. It's a wishy-washy hope. But do we understand biblically how powerful hope is? It is confidence. It is assurance. It's so powerful. That's why the enemy attacks it. Because if we lose our hope, we start to go under. Do we realize that hope is a fruit of maturity in Christ? Hope is a fruit of the maturity in Christ. You can tell how deep someone's anchor is by the way they can continue to hold on in hope. As I said, it's not what the world says it is. I hope so. It is a confidence. It is an assurance. It is an expectation. Today, I want to get to Romans chapter 15 verse 13. But I want to set some other things in place before we get there. It's such a powerful verse of Scripture. There's so much in that one verse. But I want to set a bit of a foundation in some things. So I'll turn to Romans chapter 5 to start with this morning. Romans chapter 5 says this. This is where I'm talking about that it's a fruit of maturity in Christ. Therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? We have also obtained access through him by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We rejoice in the hope. This life is but a mere breath when compared to eternity. Yeah? Sometimes we don't think about that. You know, we, it's all about this life. But, you know, this life is but a mere breath when it comes to eternity. That's why there's hope. And not only that, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Whoa. We rejoice. Are we getting this? Because we know that this... These afflictions or sufferings produce endurance. When you go through something, when there is resistance, it builds your muscles in the natural. Yeah, when there is resistance, when you are lifting a heavy weight, it builds your muscles in the natural. When you are pressing in against something in the spirit, it builds your spiritual muscle. It builds your faith. So go. So he goes on. Paul Paul continue writes so and he says. Um, We know that affliction produces endurance and endurance produces proven character. And proven character produces hope. You see, there's your maturity. Proven character produces hope. Someone who can stand and can continue to stand and continue to stand, even when things don't work out the way that you think they're going to work out, you can continue to stand because of the hope that you have. And this hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. His love has been poured out into our hearts through the Spirit that has been given to us. That is a has-been. That is what has happened. He has poured His love out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Amen? So he goes on to say, Paul goes on to say to the church in uh, Rome a little bit later in chapter 12, in verse 12, and he says this. He says, rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer. There it is again, hey. The two going together. The two things that are going together. Rejoice in hope. Rejoice in hope. Rejoice in hope. Rejoice in hope. There's something about joy. One of the things that the Lord has wanted to speak to us today is about joy. Amen. It's already been shared. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Rejoice in hope. Be joyful. Amen. And then Colossians one twenty seven, which says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yep. Christ in you. In you. The, the, the hope of glory. The hope of glory, it is Christ in you. He is the hope of the world. It's not just a statement, it's a truth. Christ is the hope of the world. He is the hope of the world. Christ in you. You carry hope because Christ is in you. You carry hope because Christ is in you. And we live in a society that that desperately need hope. We live in a society that is hopeless so often. And they need hope. And in fact, in 1 Peter 1, it says that Jesus is our living hope. He is our living hope. He's not dead. He's alive and he is living. So we don't just carry hope. We carry a living hope. And it says in Matthew chapter 12, verse 21, the nations will, will um, in his name, will hope in his name. His name is powerful. His name is mighty. When we speak about hope, we're speaking about Jesus. We read in Hebrews chapter 6. Summertime, hey, got to get used to these fans again. Hebrews 6 says, we have this hope as an anchor for our soul. Firm, and secure it enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain Jesus we have this hope that is an anchor for our soul and you know God's encouragement for us today is put your anchor down put it down in Jesus put your anchor down in Jesus because when stuff happens if your anchor is not down you're going to drift yep We've been through this period in in Australia. We're not just Australia, but in the nations of, you know, where people have been locked away in their homes and when things that they wanted to happen didn't happen and all that kind of stuff, you know. But if we so if our anchor is not down, we tend to drift. We need to put our anchor down. In Hebrews chapter 11, we go a little bit further. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith. Is the confidence of what is hoped for. The assurance of what is not seen. Faith and hope go together. There's a partnership here. That's why we need to be persistent in prayer. If we go back to our other reading in Romans, we need to be persistent in prayer. We need to be patient in affliction or patient in those things and rejoice in hope. There's a working that's going on there. There's a working that's going on. You know, we're standing, we we are persistent in prayer. We are patient in the circumstance, but we are rejoicing in hope. You know, I, I, I always think about, you know, Jesus. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. The cross wasn't joyful, it was terrible. Everything leading up to that was terrible. The floggings, the beatings, the whipping. The cross wasn't joyful. But for the joy that was set before him, what was the joy? There was hope. Because there was resurrection. There was overcoming. There was breakthrough. There was life. There was salvation. There's the joy. So often when we go through something, we drop our heads, don't we? No. It's easy to drop our heads. We go through something, then we drop our head. And as soon as we drop our head, it's like we take our eyes off the hope. We take our eyes off Christ and we put it onto the circumstance. When you need to see Christ, you need to carry hope because hope is in you, because Christ is in you. And you are an overcomer. You are a more than a conqueror. It's not just a verse of scripture. It is a reality because Christ has won the victory and that is who you are in Christ. If we go back to to Romans, kind of bouncing a bit between Romans and Hebrews today, you know, Paul Paul speaks about Abraham as a great example of hope. And he says this in chapter 4. He says this. Verse 18. He believed... That's Abraham. He believed, hoping against all hope, so that he might become the father of many nations according to what had been spoken. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body to be already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver in unbelief at God's promise but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God because he was fully convinced that what God had promised he was also able to do. Therefore, it was credited to him as righteousness. Amen? Against all hope, hope in the natural. In the natural, there was no hope. So, against all hope, in hope, believed. Against all hope. In the natural, there was no hope. But in God, there is always hope. Because He is the God of resurrection life. Yep. There is always hope in God. Always hope. And our hope never ends because, because our hope is ultimately in glory. So against all hope, against the fa- he considered the facts. Man, I'm 100 years old. Well, that's not going to work for me, is it? Sarah, man, she's really old. It's not going to work for her either. But yet God said. God said, and he believed. He didn't waver. His anchor was down. He didn't waver in the unbelief. His anchor was down, and he believed. Amen? Against all hope, in hope, believed. There is an earnest expectation. There's a confidence. I don't know whether we realize, so when we go back to Hebrews 11, that faith is an is a earnest expectation of things hoped for. Do we realize that that hope is actually a verb? It's actually active. Hope is actually moving. Hope is actually moving. It's not a stagnant thing. Hope is moving. You know, we, then we turn to somewhere like Jeremiah. I'm sorry if I'm bouncing around a lot of verses today. I felt like Madabel, I've got so many verses of Scripture bouncing around in me. It's kind of like where do you go? You know, but Jeremiah 17, it says, the person whose trust is in the Lord's. Where is our trust? Bruce said last week or the week before whichever week it was, you know, that he'd been challenged by that song. Spirit, lead me where my, where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the water. You know, those who trust in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord are blessed. Do we get that? 17.7. The person who trusts in the Lord, whose hope indeed is in the Lord, is blessed. He will be like a tree planted by water. It sends out its roots towards the stream. It doesn't fear when heat comes. Its foliage always remains green. So in the, or it goes on to say, it will not worry in a year of drought and it will never cease to bear fruit. How powerful is, 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 is hope? How powerful is trust? That we trust in the Lord. That in the natural, the circumstances are, it's dry. I mean, it is really dry, hey. When you start seeing um, trees start to die, you know that it's really dry. So we're talking spiritually here now. We're talking spiritually that you could be in a desert, you could be in the wilderness, you could be in drought. But if your trust is in God and if your hope is in Him, if your anchor is down and your hope is in Him, you will flourish in spite of the circumstances. You will flourish in spite of. And as you flourish in spite of the circumstances, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be a living testimony and a witness for Jesus Christ. And people are not going to understand how come you can be joyful when you're going through that circumstance. How can you laugh at the devil? How how can you continue to have hope and believe that the one that you've been praying for for 25 years is still going to come to Jesus? How? Who shared the other night that someone they had been praying for had given their life to Jesus? It was Jill, wasn't it? No, it wasn't who was at prayer Friday night? Was it Jill or was it last Sunday? Someone shared just recently, someone they've been praying for for 20 25 years had just given it was her son, it was her son. Yeah, amen. Never give up, God is faithful in every way. My prayer is that we would be that tree that is planted by the water and our roots go out into the stream and we will flourish and we will be a witness for Jesus in spite of what is happening around us. That we will carry our hope when the world doesn't have hope. That we will carry a peace that the world doesn't have. That we will carry a joy that the world doesn't have because our hope is in Christ. Amen? You know, David, David was a mighty man of faith. Yep. Mighty man of faith. And as he was Penning this Psalm 23, he says this, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. You know, that thing that I've said, and you've probably heard it a few other times. You know, the pessimist says my glass is half empty. The optimist says my glass is half full. But the Christian who's fully planted in Jesus says my cup runneth over. In the presence of my enemies, in the midst of something that was going on, you prepare a table. Don't know about you, but that speaks to me of flourishing. Surely goodness, love and mercy will follow me and pursue me all the days of my life. You know, Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Yep, that's what he said. He said, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You can always tell what's happening. What's the fruit of what's happening? Is there a stealing? Is there a killing? Is there a destroying? That's the enemy. Because Jesus said, I come to have life. I come to bring life and abundant life. Now, that doesn't mean that we go skippy doo da day in a sense of, you know, life is going to be full on. You know, we're not going to have anything to struggle with. We're not going to have any temptation. We're not going to have any. He didn't say that. But he said that I have given you everything you need for life and godliness. He said, I have placed my spirit in you. What else do we need? What else do we need? So in the midst of the stuff, we overcome. In the midst of the stuff, we win. In the midst of the stuff, we have joy. In the midst of the stuff, we see answered prayer. In the midst of the stuff, we see breakthrough. Hope is an active verb. Often translated in scripture, it is an active verb. It is an activator. I'm not a plant person. Bonnie's a plant person. And I wish she was actually here today because I'd probably ask her something because I actually forgot to ask her yesterday. But I had this sense in my spirit as I was praying during the week because the Lord said to me, son, hope is an activator. It activates something. And I'm guessing in the plant world, if anyone's like a gardener, there'd be something that activates. Spiritually speaking, hope is an activator. In Proverbs 13, 12, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. When I defer something, I put it off, don't I? So if you go into, if you go into uh, Hinkler today after this and you go buy a, like somewhere and you have all these after payments and all this kind of stuff, you are deferring the payment. You're not paying it right now, you're doing it later. Hope deferred. When you put off hope, when you choose to not stand in hope, when you choose to not you know, have your anchor down in hope, we lose hope. Because we're not partnering with God in that. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. The issue with when we put off hope or when we defer hope is that it gives the enemy a chance to get in. Rather than when we stand in hope, there is no place. But when we defer hope, when we put off hope, we give the enemy access for the lies to start coming in. That will never happen. You might as well just give up on that. Remember the words the last couple of weeks about Nehemiah? Isn't that what the enemy tried to do? He tried to get into their thinking, thinking, you know, this task is too big for you guys. It's never going to happen. You might as well just give up now. And then when the wall was closed, when the gaps were closed, when there was no gaps anymore, remember? He started to try and call Nehemiah out. Because the enemy couldn't get in anymore. So he's trying to call him out. Out of fellowship. Out of protection out of community. So we get to Romans 15, 13. Are we doing okay today? You know, as I said, when I was speaking about Nehemiah, you know, 2020 has been a tough year for so many people. But I have a sense in my spirit that God wants to bring fresh hope. Hope for provision. Hope for the breakthrough. Hope. Hope for the things that you've been praying for. Hope for your family. Hope. Hope for your kids. Hope. Hope. Romans 15, 13 says this, Now may the God of hope, He's the God of hope. May the God of hope, fill you with all joy. There's joy again. Fill you with all joy. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. As you believe so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That is our prayer today. When I was praying during the week, I felt that was... that's our prayer today. That's my prayer for each and every person that's here today. May the God of hope fill you with all joy, all joy and peace. Why peace? Because you're confident, you're expectant, you're assured, and you can have peace. You can rest in it because what God said he would do, what, he's finished, uh, what he starts, he will finish. So you can have peace. You can rest in that place. hold on to my page so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not something we have to conjure up. We don't conjure up hope. Come on hope, come on, come on, come on, where are you? Where are you? It's the Holy Spirit. It's God in us, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. So often we think we've got to work harder when we just need to learn, to, re- to receive and walk in that revelation. So my prayer is that God would fill you with hope. What, what do you need hope for? Is there a word that God has spoken that is not yet fulfilled and you've given up on it? Is there a family member that you've been praying for and you still haven't seen the sign? Is there something, prophetic word that God has given you that you, know, that you tend to put it back on the shelf again? What do you need hope for? Is there hope needed in your job? Is there hope needed in your family? Is there hope needed? Where is hope needed? Let hope arise. Let hope arise. Hope in Christ, in his faithfulness, in his love, in his power. He will do it. Amen? Hope. Fresh hope fresh hope. My encouragement to you, if you don't do this or you haven't done it lately, do it. Go home today, go home over the next two or three weeks before we end 2020 and spend time with God. Spend time. Not, not for anything, not because of anything, but just shut yourself away and just spend time with Him. Because it's in that place that hope arises. That's where it arises. When you're weary, go into your closet and let fresh hope rise. Let it rise. Let's just stand up for a minute. The music teams, I think you've got it, something, haven't you? Yep. Let's stand up for a minute. Hmm. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Manaki. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hmm. Put your eyes on Jesus. For he is the author and he is the perfecter of your faith. Put your eyes on Jesus. I feel the, the Lord encouraging us all to keep our eyes on Jesus. Jesus. Give that situation to Jesus. Give that love one to Jesus. Give that circumstance to Jesus. Put our eyes on Jesus. I feel in the spirit that people are going to get some strategies. I feel that there's some wisdom and there's some understanding about some things. But you need to put your eyes on Jesus. Amen? Oh. Put your eyes on Jesus. For he is hope. He is the hope. Jesus. 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 Lord, we thank you today that you are faithful. Make a decision today not to look at the waves of the wind, but to look to Jesus. As you do that, you're not looking... At the circumstances, you're looking at Jesus. You're not looking at what the world says or even other Christians who mean well say that won't happen. That's not possible. Have you ever had that? You've been praying about something, you've been believing for something, you've been trusting God for something, and you've even had other Christians come to you and sow seeds of doubt. I have. So be like Abraham, against all hope, in hope, believe, believe. Do you, have you got a word that's been sitting on the shelf? Has it been a word that has been spoken not once? Because everything is consi- um, confirmed by two or three witnesses, amen? There's someone here today that needs to grab hold of a word that they've left. put your eyes on Jesus and let fresh hope arise in you because I have have this sense and I can only describe it this way at the moment and maybe it's for a few of you here today. There's a battle that's going on within you right now. I can feel it in my spirit and I know it's not mine because I don't feel like that. There's a battle. There's a battle between, you know, can I really believe? Can I really go again? Can I really trust? There's a there's a battle, it's like the fresh joy and hope is trying to bubble up from from the Spirit of God within you, but yet something's trying to keep it suppressed. Whether it's discouragement Unbelief lies. So just give them to God and let hope rise because it's Christ in you. It's Christ in you. We go into 2021 with a fresh wind of the Spirit. We go into 2021 with a fresh wind of the Spirit. We go into 2021 with a fresh wind of the Spirit. Amen? Amen? We go into 2021 with a fresh wind of the Spirit. Let the Spirit of God just begin to breathe fresh hope. Ho! Then we go into 2021. Hope. Acceleration. Advancement in Jesus' name. It's His Word. It's His promise. It's His kingdom. It's His glory. It's His Spirit. It's His love. It's His power. It's His. Ho, Jesus. Jesus, oh, we thank you, Jesus, that you are our living hope. You are our living hope. Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Mm. We put our eyes on Jesus. How great the chasm
1: that lay between us. It's Jesus. He's the one. He makes the way. I could not climb desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadow.
0: The work is
1: finished, yeah. the end is written. Yes. Jesus Christ, yes. my living Lord. Yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Who could imagine Jesus. so
1: great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? Christ, my living hope, oh hallelujah, praise the one who set me free, hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me, you have broken every chain, there's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. Oh, hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain. There's salvation in your name, Jesus Christ, my living hope. Thank you, Father. Ah. Then came the
0: morning. Ah, yes. Let's Come the on. Promise. There's always a morning after the night. The buried ah. body yes.
1: began oh. to breathe. Out of the silence, the the road lion has no claim on me. Then came the morning that sealed the promise.
0: Jesus said, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. That's a declaration that shook the foundations of the enemy's camp. I am the resurrection and the life. The walls came crumbling down. Death has been defeated. Death has been defeated. Where is thy sting? Where is grave? Where is thy victory? But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory. That this would be a turning point in your life. This would be a turning point in your walk with Jesus. That fresh hope would arise. That that declaration that I am the resurrection and the life would take root in you. That you would start to see resurrection, life and power begin to flow through every fibre of your thinking and every muscle. Every part of you, body, soul and spirit. Let hope arise. We cast off depression. We cast off anxiety and fear and worry. Amen. We say, Jesus, Amen. let you be the center. Jesus, Amen. let you be the focus. You know, Jesus has given you the tools. You've just got to use them. Thank you. Help. Get into the Word of God and feed on the Word of God. Don't feed upon what the media are saying. Don't feed upon those other stuff. Feed upon the Word of God and let the Spirit of God begin to just bring it forth in your life. Oh, Jesus. Jesus.